0: Frankie and this is my co host, Stan the Man. And we are excited to talk to you about not just Standard, but also some of the spoilers from Murders of Karloff Manor. Did I get that name right? Redacted
1: at Karloff Manor.
0: Ooh, bummer. So (laughs) close. You know what? I'll get an intro right someday.
1: (laughs) Actually, that was really good. (laughs) Uh, With that being said, though, our secure season has been in full swing. It's been really cool. We're actually seeing a lot of different Standard decks doing well. I've been on Twitter a lot. Just seeing random people going like, oh, I just win with Bant Poison at an RCQ, or oh, I win with Mono Red, or I won, etc. It's not just domain that's crushing the format. You can win with like a lot of different decks right now, which is a testament to why standard is so fun. But uh I know that you guys went to an RCQ recently. Um our buddy Julian was playing the mentor deck that I thought was gonna be really good. And so far it's kind of been mediocre, but standard just keeps kind of just evolving day by day like every day i'm playing against different matchups online no matter what day it is there's just always something new kind of uh, brewing up in the format i mean today i played against jund control in standard and they were crushing me because they were just slamming misses that i couldn't answer <laughs> that's crazy um yeah
0: the way that i would kind of describe like what is happening and like a lot of standard is there are a handful of decks that are like s tier right? right that are like really really good and then there are a few decks that are A tier that like you still see pretty frequently. And then a very long list of decks that are like on the fringe that have like some matchups where it's really good and some Mm -hmm. matchups that are terrible. And I think Bant Poison is like the perfect example of that is like, it falls really hard to decks that have interaction and you have the ability to like, Oh, creature, 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 you blow them out. But Decks like uh, Domain that play so slow that only have like Leyline Binding as like good ways to interact, that that deck gets blown out by Band Poison, and Band Poison is in the format because of Domain, and so I think that there's a lot of decks like that that are like just on the fringe, like Cascade that you, like has some matchups like Esper, where if they are playing um, Denic, they just get blown out. Right, right. But against other decks, it's like i'm cooking you yeah. know so and,
1: I think and, and and to to your point i i agree that like these decks can get like uh these because i wouldn't consider Bant poison a fringe deck anymore but it was like two weeks ago we would have been like, oh yeah that's like a 12th best deck. we'll see some representation blah 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 and then domain is just crushing so Bant poison it's like why well, free win that guy and even though it should be losing to mid-range decks uh which we can get into later uh when we talk about like what the current top five looks like um it has some hands that are so broken that you're like oh wow this doesn't even lose to the mid range deck now and that's what a lot of decks feel like where it's like oh you should be playing esper but if you have this hand in demir like you're just going and depending on who you're playing against you could have some hands where you're going like discard spell into bat into whatever and then it doesn't really matter if you're playing esper or demir you're just kind of destroying their hand and presenting a board state whether you're using Rafine or Gix or Wedding Announcement whatever three drop you decide to like start finishing people off with yeah which is really cool I like that the low tiered decks low tiered as in like five percent representation or lower um can still like be pretty explosive so like Boros Aggro is still running around but it's not quite what Mono Red is doing It's still a deck that can just like blow you out if you uh, don't respect it or if you're not ready or if they just have the right hand and your deck didn't draw into removal spells when you needed it to. Yeah. So standard, it's really fun.
0: And it's going to be changing a lot as we're getting closer to, you know, Magic Con Chicago. And of course, Karlov Manor
1: is. I'm so excited.
0: (laughs) Two weeks away.
1: Yeah. Pre-release and so is two weeks away. It's so crazy.
0: I mean, the next episode is our pre-release like prep episode. And so it, it's going to be pretty, um, I think, just crazy getting ready for what's coming next.
1: Yeah. And that one's going to be mostly focused on just pre-release, what the limited format looks like, etc. Sealed more specifically, since that's what pretty much all pre-releases are. There's rarely the drafts going on that weekend. But um, for today, we actually get to talk about some standard and maybe even some other format implications of the few spoilers we already got. I think they spoiled like maybe 40-something cards, which is uh, something like an eighth of the set or whatever, maybe a seventh. So a pretty, pretty decent chunk of the set. Not too many rares that I saw. A lot of commons and uncommons. So from the cards we saw, though, there's some spice. And I'm pretty excited to talk about all that as well. Um, other than yeah,
0: that... I think it's a little over... Or a little less than a third of the set. Because oh, most really? sets have like 260 cards, 290 cards, mm. something like that. So write eight twenty four, that's 3. One more, say it's 300. You're just under a third of the set.
1: Or do you mean ridiculous. a sixth? A fourth. Maybe. <laughs> yeah,
0: because a fourth would be 320.
1: Um, 320 cards. And that what? would be if they spoiled 80 cards. <laughs> Anyways, uh, over the weekend, we got to play some Ravnica Remaster, which was really fun. And uh, Frank and I got the clean sweep in the Twitter giant again because Dead to the Deadless carried the crap out of us. Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> it, I could not have been... I, I just keep saying, and I said this to you like when we won both games. I was like, I want to be this lucky at like a ten k, where we like <laughs> clutch it out off of top decks. But you know, it I, was kind of. I, I guess being the reigning champs of two-headed giant and you know team tales from the tap is good enough.
1: Yeah, for sure. We'll have to defend our title at the redacted pre-release so we'll see how that goes (laughs) otherwise uh it's just been really cold out here for us and we're just trying to stay warm and i turned the heater off so we're going to try to make this episode not two hours yeah it's gonna be quick um before we get into housekeeping i wanted to
0: give one more shout out i got something really cute um the other group chat i have like when i first started playing magic at the other store uh we're now renamed to the Tron Squad. It was like the Grognards chat and then it became the Tron Squad because we all played Tron. And over Christmas, Joe went to Disney World and got all of us these Tron shirts. And I'm not like a fan of like the Tron movie. Not that I'm not a fan of it. I haven't seen it. But for oh, Tron Squad. Yeah, for Tron Squad, we've all got these Tron shirts now, which I thought was like super, super nice.
1: Um and for and, those that don't know, the deck is actually named after tron like it's i don't know why it just it is what it is oh it is
0: what it is it's for sure (laughs) off of magic
1: (laughs) um yeah well with that let's
0: get into housekeeping so uh the first thing is the giveaway that we had it was a really big success we're super excited about it we sent our box off now
1: it should be arriving any day or maybe it did arrive do you know I didn't check the tracking but based on the weather I would assume it's not there yet maybe a day or two
0: yeah day or two um, but that was great we ended up getting seven hundred and fifty followers on you know Twitter and so if you did follow us and you're new to our show thank you so much we really appreciate you being here um, keep in mind in the future in the what comes next for the podcast is we're gonna do another giveaway but it will be via youtube for you know subscribing to our youtube channel in addition we'll be doing some commander content coming soon so twice a month we bought like the camera set up to have uh you know some pod play twice a month and i think that's going to be a ton of fun
1: yeah we already do the recordings in the shop for our like pioneer standard modern weeklies for the mtg chicago channel shout out to sal but um, he and I were talking about a setup for a commander, not just like two-person game, but four-person game. And that way we can actually record commander gameplay. And we'll start inviting people to play with Frank and I on the channel, which will be fun. At least two videos a month should be where we start off and we'll just see how popular it is. The way you say Chicago, Chicago.
0: hurts me every time.
1: <laughs> it's because I'm Mexicano. <laughs> oh, frank's racist
0: <laughs> <laughs> no anyways i just get to hear him say it normally and then just just say it different for the podcast and so i just get a little bit of
1: i don't know what he's talking about <laughs> this is just how i talk <laughs>
0: gaslighting anyway um shout out to our uh, patrons and those that are on patreon that is the best way to support our channel uh if you want to give back we do have some uh one You do it to get back to us so that we can keep doing more content like we're doing here in the new year, but also to um, get some sweet perks. You can get coaching sessions with us, uh, some decks. You can suggest decks that we'll play on stream. You can get access to our episode early um, and get some additional access to the Discord. The Discord is available for everyone, but you get some additional channels where you can hear us chat about, you know, Standard Pioneer, all all the things that you wanna you wanna talk about. So uh, please, if you have the ability, go ahead and support us that way. But the show will always uh, be free to those that listen, mm-hmm. and so, we can
1: definitely help you with sideboard guides as well. We uh, we're a big proponents of the sideboard guide and making them for yourself, etc. So we'll definitely help you with that.
0: Yeah, and it's especially helpful to with standard and decks kind of morphing and changing to be updating that. Fairly regularly as you're changing cards in and out of your deck. It doesn't just carry over unless you're just
1: keeping the exact same list. Right, exactly. Um, Plus, it's just a nice skill to have in your arsenal. It just makes you a better player. It's just like mulliganing. There's layers to everything you can do. With all that being said, though, we'll jump into some... uh, I actually had one more piece of housekeeping that I wrote personally.
0: uh, And that's um, get ready to see we made a playmat. Uh, for the podcast specifically. Um you I'm should not sure if Todd can get the artwork up, but we'll try. Yeah, we're gonna try and do that. He should because he just takes the images offline and then puts them up for the cards and we'll we see can if have it works. And we own the image to this playmat. So mm-hmm. yeah. Hopefully. our
1: artists they hooked it up.
0: But uh playmats have been ordered. So if you're looking to support uh, you know, our podcast, but also get a sweet piece of merch, they will be available at Boar's Hat Gaming's uh, website. So uh, yep. go ahead and be looking
1: out for that too. They'll be 25 bucks and I can ship them to you if you are out of state or even just an hour away and don't want to drive. I got you. Yeah. Now we can jump into um, first murders of Karloff Manor. For sure. Uh, speaking of murders, do you know who was murdered? No. <laughs> no, <laughs> so I'm I've not been, into the lore. So I've sorry. been asking all week because I was so curious. Um, apparently uh take a grain of salt because I don't actually know but I do like magic lore I just didn't read it for this one um I was told by a friend that there's speculations on who the person might be that's doing the killing we don't know yet obviously but Zagana is confirmed already dead and I believe Tesa is dead as well like she's the murder that happens so taste that gets killed and then that's where the lore starts and uh we're doing the investigating and the clue stuff and solving the cases so for those that are curious where the flavor is coming from these cards are actually really cool the set looks cool and a shot is cool so it should all be fun um what's uh what's interesting is that i think carl of manor just with the few spoilers we got like 50 40 cards or whatever that's already enough cards that from what i've seen to say like the format is going to be like different enough that the standard prep is like start playtesting in person with your friends and proxying some of these cards uh before they come out or playtest carding or whatever with the sharpies etc um because i can guarantee like there's going to be a high impact like for sure like just just from looking at these already we haven't seen the full set there's going to be more cards, I'm certain of it, that are playable, um, and this set actually seems pretty crazy. Uh, in terms of like the Magicon, like if you're not Carl of Manor prepared, it's going to be bad. Yeah, go home. Um, yeah, I'm really excited, and now that
0: we've gotten further into the episode, you're right. I was thinking of the number 80, and that's how I got a third. <laughs> I was doubling the amount of cards that were, that <laughs> that were spoiled, and so now I feel okay. I'm not... Uh, math is for blockers so um i don't have to do it now anyway um you don't uh, have to
1: count the creatures when you o stone them yeah (laughs) oh
0: mm, that's why we play tron um one of the things that i've been so excited about is not only right there's a lot of flavor this looks like you know with all of the murder and kind of lore that's happening it kind of feels like, we're going back a little bit to, like, what Streets of New capena was with, like, all these different mob bosses, which, like, I always love stuff like that. But Agreed. Beyond, but beyond that, we're getting reprints that aren't currently available in, like, Pioneer, and definitely, like, some reprints that are available in Pioneer that are coming back to standard that I think are really going to impact the format and so i'm really excited for that like i'm really excited to see like burn specifically has been a fringe in pioneer for a while like it's not quite good enough to be a deck and they're like oh we're reprinting lightning helix and i was like
1: and honestly that might not even be enough because like the pioneer version plays more like red deck wins yeah right and uh there's just not enough good burn spells. There's no lightning bolt like in modern. Modern just has so many good three damage spells and play with fire and lightning strike. I mean, skewer the critics is really good. Yeah, that's totally um, etc. But like, yeah, there's just not enough yet. But I prefer red decks when they have like the creature the the creature plan, the aggro plan. Like, right. I was a really big fan of like Hazaret Red during Amoket Standard with the Bowman Carrier, Earthshaker Kenra, On Crop Crasher. Gonna make your guys not block, hit you, hit you, hit you. Here's a four-drop indestructible five power god. Um, uh, but you you still have like the uh, incendiary flow, three damage to your face. That kind of play style is more fun anyway. So I'm hoping Pioneer does get something like what you're talking about, like a boros aggro, red deck aggro, splash, some burn spells. Cause lightning helix is definitely a card that can make a good impact. And it makes those mirror matches a lot more fun when you're like, oh, we're both playing for life totals and the Lightning Helix is now one of, like, the best cards we're playing with. Yeah. Um, With that being said, we do have a list of notable reprints, and Lightning Helix is number one on the list. We already knew about Lightning Helix already for a while. A while. So that one's, like, we're less excited about it, but I still think Lightning Helix is awesome. It's so cool that it's in Standard. I think those colors needed help in Standard, that color pair specifically. So that's kind of cool as well. Um, the next one we have, if you want to pull it up, is... um. Cranko baron of Tin street this card is really cool if you want to read it out for the podcast yeah so
0: Cranko baron of Tin street is a legendary creature goblin uh cost is two and a red haste uh you can tap Cranko to sacrifice an artifact and put a 1-1 counter on each goblin you control when an artifact is put into a graveyard from the battlefield you may pay red If you do create a one-one Goblin creature token, it gains haste until end of turn.
1: Yeah. So this card's actually pretty nuts, in my opinion.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, with just right with treasures specifically, Mm -hmm. like those do technically hit the graveyard, and so you're you're getting the mana off of that, and you can then immediately pay the red with that. There's so much synergy with this card. If it were me and I was, like, hedging on cards that, like, you maybe want to, like, buy that will be played in multiple formats, like, Krenko to me looks like one that is going to be played in a lot of places because this looks really... like. Goblins wants this. Yeah, artifacts synergies card.
1: wants this. I do it, think it's like a cool commander card too. Like, like in terms oh, of oh yeah, this is gonna be so fun for commander. But in terms of like, um I don't think it's gonna be like a modern card. But maybe there would be like a pioneer goblins deck finally, which would be really fun. What I really like about this card is, uh I I had favorite cards in 2023, which were tishana's Tide Binder and so Ante. broken, so uh, broken. Both of those cards just so cool. Obviously, we had Lord of the Rings. We don't talk about Lord of the Rings, no. the One Ring, Ballmasters, whatever. Don't care. Obviously, good cards. Don't care. Play timeless on your own time. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Tashana Cyberon was really cool. Inti was really cool, and Inti still is really cool. Just doing what it's doing in every format. This card is probably my next favorite card. Like for 2024, this is my favorite printing so far. Is Crime Novelist, and it kind of works really well with the Cranko we just talked about. So, crime novelist is a three mana goblin bard one three. It says whenever you sacrifice an artifact, put a woman counter on crime novelist, and then add a red to your pool. So, like Frank was mentioning, with the treasures that we can sack, now your treasures are double mana. This is this is like a gold span dragon, an uncommon, and uh, it's just such a crazy card. The fact that it's a goblin too, synergizes with the cranko, so that's really nice, but. You're going to be able to just, like, sack artifacts into this guy. And there's already um, there's already an infinite combo. So, later on, as we get down into my little brewing session, whenever there's, like, a new set, I'm always, like, addicted to just trying to make brews. This was the card that I just couldn't think about all day. I was just, like, writing and writing. Like, oh, my God. You could do this. You can do that. Whatever. Uh, one of my buddies, Tommy, sent me uh, a photo. There was people already made an infinite combo for Modern um speaking of modern crime novelist slots right into asmo inti speaking of inti as well really really well just like this card could just go in that deck already i think it would just add stuff to it if you want to just like pivot into like having a second infinite combo maybe even but the combo that works with this already is um goblin bombardment which is sacrifice a creature deal one damage to any target for free so it's a free sack outlet and then you play animation module, which is from Kaladesh, I believe. And that card says, whenever you put a one-one counter on a creature, you can pay one. If you do, you can create a one-one servo. So you sack the servos that you keep getting, and then the counters that uh, go on the Goblin Bard or uh, the go- Crime Novelist, rather, they trigger his ability and give you the red mana again as you sack uh, an artifact, which is a servo. The servo ends up being an artifact, but it's also a creature for Goblin Bombardment so infinite uh damage (laughs) pretty cool and i mean in theory you could do that in modern if you wanted to but i think this card is just good in general this is for sure a commander staple this is kind of like um get this card while it's cheap find it at your pre-release just pick it up off the table when people leave it there it's gonna be like Pitiless Plunderer from Rivals of Ixalan, where like nobody knew that that card was gonna be good, even though it was very clearly good. Uh, we didn't do the podcast back then, so you guys didn't know. But uh, <laughs> Pitiless Plunderer was like, what? Uh, every time a creature dies, you get a treasure or something like that. Yeah. So like. That was obviously so good for Commander. This is the same thing to me. This is so obviously good in Commander. Just just pick them up. It's going to be like a $5 uncommon if they don't reprint it. Um, the card is crazy. And later on, I'll show you some ideas I had for specifically standard. Um, but there was a, a, little, a little sneak peek with the, with the modern combo. <laughs> That's um, awesome.
0: Next one uh, is Analyze Pollen. It's one green. It's a sorcery. As an additional cost to the spell, you may collect Evidence 8. Collect Evidence is exile cards with mana value 8 or greater from your graveyard. It says, search your library for a basic land card. If Evidence was collected, instead, search your library for a creature or land, reveal that
1: card, put it into your hand, then shuffle. This card is so nuts, by the way. I don't know how you feel about it, but this is like Traverse to Uvenveld. On steroids. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see whether or not delirium is easier or collecting evidence is easier. But right out the gate, you could like, you could pitch a land cycler, like in modern, for example. Like, oh, I'm going to pitch um, Troll, Casa Dune. Dune. Boom. <laughs> like, collected evidence. Um, is it an eight drop? No, it's a six. a seven drop, but um, yeah. it's still like pretty, like, that's it's seven pretty, out it, of your eight. Yeah, you can it's has multiple it's cards pretty for close. evidence. And uh, if you, and if it's your second copy, like you did the first one, to just lay the land, get a basic, fix your mana, boom, you have your evidence right there. Um, but uh, the card itself, like lay the land kind of abilities in standard, are already kind of decent. Traversing, animals, we already saw kind of do its thing for a while back in the day it was really good at just getting creatures if i take also i can get any land will end up mattering i think when you're like oh i need to specifically find a field of ruin or i need to specifically find this land for my land combo deck and it's in green so green's always kind of doing that kind of thing it might work out with like blossoming tortoise where that guy can fill the graveyard for you and you kind of want to have some land synergies as well so there's just like a lot of cool stuff you can do with this kind of card and i'm pretty excited that it's a. Uh, in the format and then collecting evidence just so you guys are aware is just a new mechanic but it doesn't have to be eight specifically it's collect evidence x whatever the number is you have to find that much mana value worth of cards yeah i
0: think that collect evidence is probably off of like what you're describing like to me i agree with you 100 card sounds crazy except i think that it's going to be crazy only in modern Like, I don't know Mm -hmm. if this is going to be... Like, getting 8 mana value into the graveyard unless you're playing a mill plan is pretty rough Mm
1: -hmm. for, like, Pioneer or Standard. I guess we'll see if, like, Soul Tie Self Mill or any of those kind of decks can make it pop off. But yeah, I agree that it's harder. The only thing I like about it is that, like, the playstyle can, like... Maybe it won't be as, like, broken as what you could do in Modern if you really want to abuse the card for its, like, uh, worldly tutor. But... When you're playing standard, let's say you're going you're going turn one forest, and you're like, man, I really, really want my deck to have good mana. I'm playing three colors. Let's say I'm playing Jund. Sure. So then you're like, oh cool, I can grab any of my other basics with it. Turn one. Later on in the game, you get really grindy. You're in top deck mode. This ends up being a good top deck when you're like on turn five and six. You guys both got each other's Lilianas or whatever. Now your graveyard's full of these like, whatever is good in the format at the time. Graveyard Trespasser um deep cavern bat geeks uh Pre- preacher of the schisms like all these cards that could be in this deck that's like a mid-range slash late game deck your deck is like now three creatures are in the bin cool i top decked my guy now i can exit all these three creatures that my graveyard had no synergy for and now i'm getting rid of them for virtue persistence if my opponent has it and i don't uh potentially and then i can get any specific guy the fact that you can get silver bullets i think is like kind of slept on Like, I need to get this one specific creature or I die. I really need to hit Shieldred or I die. I need to hit Shieldred the Apocalypse or I die. I need to hit um I don't know what you could get in like white, but maybe like um I guess or an Itali. You can like, oh, I really need to hit Itali right now or I'm dead, etc. So like those kind of uh these kind of cards I'm really a big fan of where they're like early game, they're just helping you do a thing you already want. Late game, they're they're a way better top deck than just like oh, I hit my fourth copy of Generic Creature that's not getting me out of a rut.
0: Yeah, no, I I absolutely agree with you that I think that mm-hmm. the card having flexibility to be good early and, like, as a Mana Fixer and then good late is absolutely great. Mm-hmm. I just also think of, like, the current standard format that we're in. Yeah. And thinking of, like, Sunfall being a card that's, like, really good that's played in control lists but also played in, like the best deck in the format. Yeah. Like your cards aren't getting to the graveyard. Right, right. Or like if you're playing in Golgari right now, you're playing Virtue of Persistence and you want to be like grinding with your own stuff. So you don't necessarily want to like exile it. Like it might be great if you don't have a virtue, but like virtue and it are kind of like a Nambo with each other. Right. So I mean, I guess you could like exile a bunch of like four bats yeah. and then still get the thing because you don't really want to reanimate those anyway. And well, it that, does help. That, that, uh,
1: it helps that virtue hits your opponent's graveyard. But yeah, it is like these kind cards will clash with each other, which yeah. I'm excited about because if they all, were all if they all synergize together, then we just have like Abzan from Kanzutark here.
0: <laughs> yeah. So there's just enough exile in the format that i think that it will be tough for like this card to be at its best potential and like the only mid-range plan that's currently using green is green black right but you know you could if you're playing like green red dinosaurs and that deck is still real and it's currently like on the fringe like that card's great Mm. for
1: this i mean we could even see if like domain likes this kind of card and then they're like oh i can guarantee hit my atraxa so oh, that's absolutely
0: nice. because you have the ability to write like you could exile one of the sunfalls that you already used
1: mm-hmm, and then exactly. you're, and then
0: you're like oh now I just need three more mana to like just get a free attract a Tali,
1: whatever you choose yeah I'm curious if they would actually like it um because now they can have like a turn one play it might even let them trim on like a land because they're playing like 26 lands maybe they play like one less land yeah um because they have so many basics and i think it's correct to be on that many basics so yeah. now they don't have to play quite as many triumphs so like sure. oh 10 basics i have four lay the lands <laughs> uh it could be interesting and then i like not using hard migration for the life gain if i can help it so that might make it easier for them to like not have to worry about that it could also be something that makes them think about not using four copies of uh the 3 mana Dinosaur I forgot the name of it Tobiri Stomper Tobiri yeah but I think the card is just quite I think the card's good enough that it's just like fine to use but oh, um, a late game of 4-4 four, with four Vigilance is like I don't know how to deal with this yeah yeah uh, it's like a bad top deck for them but sometimes you're just like both out of resources and they're just like well I hit like two Atrexa triggers so here's a 4-4 four, four.
0: <laughs> right well and you thin your deck too so like you top deck it you're like oh man I just have a 4-4 four, with four Vigilance but at least it's thinning me a little more
1: right exactly um the next card we're gonna talk about is uh Massacre Girl. She's, she's back. back. <laughs> Love not that. planned. Yeah, I know, right? That's crazy. Um known killer. So Massacre Girl, known killer, and we know she's a killer. Um anyways, four mana, black creature. Apologies for that. Four four with menace, creatures you control have wither so for those that don't know whether is uh whenever your creatures deal damage they deal it in the form of minus one counters uh so that's a that's way back from like poison toxic didn't do that so you might not know and then her second ability is that whenever a creature an opponent controls dies if its toughness was less than one so it had to die from minus effectively you draw a card or it could have just been a zero zero construct or something <laughs> but uh You draw a card, and that's really cool because um, obviously Wither's going to just make it work for her. But I really love that she synergizes with herself so well. Like if you play Commander, Massacre Girl into Massacre Girl... It's going to be like Liliana Dreadhor General and just draw a bunch of cards. Everybody's going to die to less <laughs> than... Yeah, everybody's dying less than one. You just draw everything, wipe the board. Unfortunately, unfortunately, you don't get to keep both Massacre Girls. It'd be really cool if they had like some weird uh, caveat where it worked out that way. Well, but, you uh, could keep both, right? Like the old one and the new one? Uh, No, because old Masker Girl would kill this one. No, because they have different names, right? Yeah, what I'm saying is the trigger would kill her if you're killing. Oh, enough guys. da da da! Yeah, yeah, like if you kill, yeah, if you if you kill enough cards, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's the only thing that sucks. But yeah, you definitely can have both in play, which is cool. Uh, we stand, massacre girl. <laughs> um, but I think this card is really good, actually. It's uh, it's pretty sweet, and she's an assassin for a card we're gonna talk about later that's gonna matter. So for now, just sleep on that. But uh, the next card we're gonna talk about Wojek Investigator. It's two and a
0: white. Uh, creature Angel Detective with Flying Vigilance. At the beginning of your upkeep, investigate once for each opponent who has more cards in hand than you. Um, I mean, it's it's pretty much just a 2-4 Flying Vigilance for three, which is like not gr- a great body, but not a bad one it's either. It's not a bad body. It's, it's not, a not bad good either. Yeah, good blocker. I mean, two in the air with Vigilance is already great. And then if you're on the play... I mean instantly, unless it's killed, is making you you know a clue that you can then draw more cards yeah. with. so I think the card is sweet. um I don't know if it's gonna be backbreaking for uh,
1: I don't know if it's gonna be backbreaking for like standard or like yeah, even maybe the impact in standard maybe it doesn't have a huge impact, but two things I like about the card: one shout out to you commander players again, you're getting a lot of love. it's uh, all players, so. It's going to be good for Commander, I think. So um, good
0: for, Oh man, you you group hug Commander players. Yeah. You're welcome.
1: But uh, another thing I like is that White has really bad card draw. It's really struggling. So on top of the fact that Artifact Synergies are already going to be pretty massive, and especially in the Standard Format coming up, having Artifacts is going to matter. Even the glue Tokens, even whatever, they're all going to be high impact. The card draw in White is just really nice. And... Sometimes the artifacts matter because of the fact that they sacrifice. So this is kind of even more of a boon. This kind of card would normally not be that exciting, but I think it's going to be a lot better than it looks. And actually for limited specifically, this is like a really good pack one pick one.
0: And that's, and that's what I was going to say It's like specifically within the limited format, like this, this is a card that's like, Oh, this card will be great in limited. It's a great blocker. It's a fine attacker. And you know, the card the card draw engine is going to be so so good for sure a pack one pick one in Mm -hmm. in
1: limited i think that card will be great yeah the next card is also an investigator but it's the homicide investigator two mana black creature two two whenever one or more non-token creatures you control die investigate unfortunately the ability only triggers once per turn however for a two mana two two on rate body with this upside it's actually kind of decent in my opinion it's nothing crazy nothing to write home about but this kind of creature can just add up like if they don't kill this guy which he should trigger himself right so that already kind of gives you like the replacement the guy that makes an artifact if they don't kill him and they start killing your other guys because they matter more then you're just going to start getting all that value from that card just existing on top of that he's a like terrific blocker so he just dies, gets you the clue you wanted, and then you can replace them later on. Or maybe the artifacts matter in your deck because you're playing Rakdos. It's just a really good card.
0: Yeah. Next card we have on the list is Axe Bane Ferox. It's two and double green creature beast. Death Touch, Haste, Ward, Collect Evidence, four. And it's a 4-4. Four, four. So, Questing Beast at home.
1: Yeah, honestly, this is... Um... I don't even know if this is question based at home. This is like, your mom's like, we can't go to McDonald's, but we can stop at like Dairy queen on the way home. It's like, okay, well, at least we got some ice cream. You know what I mean? Like... I don't love the Dairy Queen comparison because that still sounds like a downgrade, but oh, it's I love it up. It's close it up. Chocolate, cookies, and cream. Yeah, like, yeah. Come on, man. Anyways, this card is not. It's like Sonic. I would have said Sonic because, you know, Sonic's got some solid options. Dog, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those, like, cherry limeade things. <laughs> For sure. Um, so this card I really like. So uh, it's Death, Touch, and Haste, which is kind of nasty. No trample. That's fine. But on 4-4, four, four, Haste, just hitting hard. This thing's hard to kill. It's so hard to this kill. This thing is impossible you needing, <laughs> Right, you needing
0: in, like, any... I mean, I don't know if it's got a place in, like, constructed specifically,
1: but... I think this like, will actually matter for standard, too. I think it will
0: matter for standard. And for standard, like, oh, look, my Bitter Triumph, my go-for-the-throw, doesn't matter. You have to have cards in the graveyard to exile to be able to touch this, which is, like, a big, big deal. Bitter Triumph
1: specifically actually is the answer... Because you can discard the evidence,
0: the, <laughs> right? You can discard the evidence, but that's it. That's it's,
1: and usually it's like, damn, I discarded a really good card,
0: right? And you don't get the at least the synergy of like I'm trying to discard something that like if you're usually playing, bit, right, 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 right. If you're playing Bitter Triumph, you're hoping that it fuels your plan. Mm-hmm. Like you discarding a Let card is, Phoenix is not a, <laughs> is not a downgrade for you. And right. Unfortunately, that won't be the case with this card. Yeah, so.
1: I don't know. Axe Bane Ferox is... This card is legit. It's definitely going to be like a green haymaker. It might even just be like a sideboard card that they bring in against control decks, but the card is legit. Oh, yeah.
0: It feels like uh, Graveyard Trespasser did. But for standard. Yeah. Like where like, oh man, needing to discard a card is like a pretty big deal. Also, it's
1: already night. It's just hitting you for four. (laughs) Yeah, it's just... Um, Lights out. The next card, unfortunately can't hit four drops, so it's not going to be very good against the Axe Bane Ferox, but it might be good in the same deck as it the the name of the card is long goodbye it's a two mana black instant the spell cannot be countered but it says destroy target creature or planeswalker mana value three or less this card's actually really good i think it's going to be potentially modern playable definitely pioneer playable uncounterable kind of matters I, the reason why i like it for modern is because um it hits teferi and teferi is just so hard to kill against those decks and they all have counter magic so that's kind of nice but even if you're like bringing it, bringing it in against like a merc type deck they they want to like counter spell for the dragon range channel so hard and you're just like nah get get rid of it <laughs> um it doesn't kill axe pain uh Ferox, unfortunately because Unconquerable would beat the ward it's just uh too big of a creature unfortunately mana value wise although um for the rest of the format i'm not sure if this will be good in standard i mean i want to say yes because it kills Rafine and it beats the ward um and make disappear has kind of been a good card not to mention we did get a really really good card that we'll get to next actually that um is going to matter in the format and that also can't counter this card so this actually might just end up being like a good removal card it's just the removal is so tight right now Like, go for the throw is necessary, but also bad.
0: Yeah. And then
1: cut down is necessary, but it's bad. Bad. And bitter triumph is good, but not in every deck. And some decks can't afford the life or the discard. So, this is just another card that's like, I do the thing, but not quite well enough, you know? Yeah. The only thing I'll push back on, push back on you
0: on is cut down is a great card into. The current meta. Like, right, it's terrible in the domain, it's absolutely a dead card. Mm. But in every other deck, right, Deep Cavern Bat is like a mainstay card yeah. of the whole format. Right. And like, Cutdown is great into that card. So, like, and in the burn, like, Cutdown is like a house. So, yeah. I don't and, I, and that's I like a top tier to deck. So I, I, I just, think that uh, I think that cut down like overall is an is not a very good card. Mm. But like in the meta that we're in, I think it's like a very necessary
1: break card. Yeah, that's why that's why I think it's funny because I think cut down is a good card, but it's in a in, in standard specifically. I think it's a bad card because standard is a format that's like I don't respect um you not being able to kill three threes and typically in the past standard has been a format that's been dominated by the 3-3 you know so like the fact that it can kill like a tide harvester is so nice but it just doesn't hit preacher of the schism it barely hits rafine um i mean it hits Tashana's tidebinder it's just so funny because like a lot of these three twos and like two fours and all this stuff like it feels like they were like designed around cut down but because standard is so big and that change was so recent um, I think some cards weren't designed for it. And I think we might start seeing the growing pains of that. I'm just not a fan of cutdown. I try to cut it from my list as much as possible whenever I'm playing. And like Frank said, you just can't. You have to play like two or three copies in every yeah. every black deck because it just answers Rafine, like you said. Um being able to kill the bat is nice, but uh, sometimes you can play around that. You can like circumvent it if if necessary, but you have to kill like Rafine with these guys. And then against Domain, it doesn't does, doesn't do anything. It's it's so painful. Like if you're lucky, it'll kill it and incubate.
0: Yeah, I just like my my thought specifically. Like if you were thinking of the matchup of mid range versus mid range, like either blue black, red black, green black, whatever, and they go turn to bat, and you go turn. And you go cut down immediately. They see your hand. You then play your bat. And they either can like take a turn off from playing their three drop. To try and kill the one that you just played. yeah, Or like just continue playing without that card. Right. And I think that like that tempo swing is right. like pretty important.
1: Yeah, the play pattern is so favored for the cut down. And then as soon as the decaver bat becomes not the best thing to do anymore. It's like thank you <laughs> yeah right. um but no i i definitely agree um and i i, I no no disrespect to cut down like it, it is a great card i think it's honestly a sweet card and in pioneer it'll start getting better probably um as typically formats as they get older and stronger the cmc's kind of drop which inadvertently reduces the power and toughness of a lot of guys i mean like Cutdown would kill Regavan. Cutdown would kill dragon rich Channeler before the 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 boon yeah so like that kind of card isn't that bad We'll see what it looks like in an evolved Pioneer in like four years Who knows Um, With that being said though, the next card
0: I'm super hot spice So excited to talk about it Uh, No more lies White and a blue, instant Counter target spell unless its controller pays Three, if that spell was countered this way Exile it instead of putting it In its owner's graveyard We've been begging For Mana Leak to come back Mm -hmm. And it's back Better Because A, it gets to exile, and B, someone said this tonight, like, for Pioneer, and I thought it was, like, one of the most, I'm not going to say hot take, because it's not anything, like, crazy, but it made me think, wow, Wizards did this right. Because it's blue and white, I think that the card is is fine. Like, I know people on the internet are complaining, they're like, I'm not going to play Pioneer anymore. (laughs) From our... (laughs) <laughs> favorite twitter person um but because it's blue and white it has like limitations of like you have to play it in a blue white deck or an esper deck if it was just blue or just guy yeah or just guy but <laughs> it, just <laughs> if it was just blue this would be so backbreaking that like every deck would be playing mana leak again
1: like every deck, yeah, it'd be play. like it'd be like old modern where like every blue deck had mana leak and it was free. Yeah, and so, mana leak in old modern was really really good.
0: Yeah, so that's that's why I think that like wizards did this right by making it blue white so that like every blue deck cannot play this card.
1: Yeah, your deck has to be bad to play this card. It's fine
0: unless you're playing blue white control and pioneer, which you know I'll be back on again.
1: Yorion. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but for sure, this card is just exciting. Like it's 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 something I've been begging for actually. As as you guys know, I've been really trying to force control and standard, and it's so hard to play control. And I don't care if you have Cavern of souls. This card is still good. Like it's 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 gonna matter. Control decks might finally be back. Maybe we can play some Jeskai control with the with the lightning helix, but I don't know if that's gonna work. <laughs> but um this is so much better than make disappear. And um, before. Like a month or two ago when control was still playable. Well, it's telling people to just cut your counter magic and just play way more removal because it just wasn't worth it. Like even before Cavernous Souls, the 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 counter spells were just not worth it for control specifically. Make disappear is completely different. It's it does a different job for the tempo decks, but the extra mana is gonna matter so much. Now when you play control versus domain, you really kind of crush them, which you're supposed to. And then if they're playing Cavernous Souls, um, you just have to have answers for those decks but as a control player playing against mid-range you should kind of already have that advantage these decks fold to to depopulate into some fall into farewell already so the problem was that the domain deck was just so much better than you and now i think this kind of card that one extra mana actually does matter for the tempo it's going to be really hard for them to start resolving certain cards can't counter the atrexa but like that kind of that card is honestly one of the least concerns for me as a control player in Domain. Right, because like, you're hoping, you're hoping you can get to seven mana. Mm-hmm. Nice, exactly. And and honestly, a lot of times the game plan was just mill them. They're like drawing so many cards with the beans. Draw five cards off of Trexa, Blink it, bro. <laughs> you're going to have four triggers. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really excited about this card. And, and like you said, Pioneer Implications, phenomenal. blue light Control, already a very good deck. Um, doesn't push it over the top but it does something really cool and it contests with the dovin's veto slot so like whatever you know at this point i like conditional counter spells and it's not like it's going to counter like too many things that are going to make it's not going to push anything out i think rakdos is still going to be able to beat up on blue control like it does already with thoughts existing and they can still pay like seven mana for a shield trade you know it's not gonna be like the worst thing in the world Manlands can still kind of beat up on it <laughs> seven mana for a shield
0: it sounds awful it
1: is bad but it's like if that's their only answer you're like cool then it's it's not it's like dovin's Vido couldn't already answer her i'm willing to pay extra mana especially when when you have the treasures you know
0: yeah i what i'm also really excited about for this is especially like within pioneer you had to play like so many Dobin's in yeah. the main board because yes. it was like the best counter spell you could play That just that hard countered, like obviously non creature spells. And now you can be like, you can trim on Dovin's Or if you're playing Yorion, you just keep them and play No More Lies, whatever. Shut up before
1: you even say it. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. But, I was going to say, uh, Dovin's Veto should be a sideboard card. And I'm glad that it's finally going to be a sideboard card. I don't think it's going to full. Like, I still
0: think you're going to have a copy or two. in One the main In the main, is in fine, the main board. Because you
1: have Yorion. More if you're, yeah.
0: <laughs> but, I do, <laughs> but I do think that, like, in most blue-white decks, this is going to re- take up the slot
1: that that um, doman's Veto had. And not I sure. think that that's
0: good for the
1: deck. Agreed. Um, the next card, also exciting. Assassin's Trophy is back. It's not just Lightning Helix, baby. Um, Ass As Trophy is going to be so exciting. This card is... One, it's not being played in Pioneer, which is disappointing. We talked about that already. Yeah. But I think for Standard specifically um for those who don't know
0: well we talked about it before the podcast i don't think we talked about it here i think we were arguing about that in testing yeah
1: but like we did talk about it yeah, yeah we did talk about it just not not for you not on people. camera not for you people we saved the arguments for off camera yeah yeah, yeah. once we decide Mom what we and Dad fight on. when you're not watching <laughs> um anyways uh frank and i have been trying to like play mono black just like out mid-range the mid-range decks and it's been kind of fun and i've had we've been finding success with it in testing but it still struggles against Domain. It still struggles to out mid-range sometimes where your card draw has to be Gix. Or, I mean, we're not playing Preacher, so it literally has to be Gix. Preacher! <laughs> um, and Golgari had like the really nice, oh, we're a mid-range plan, but we have Maslow Dreadknight. And then we we have Galissa. We have these really Sentinel good green velocity. cards. I also think that Nissa, Ascended Animus, is probably like top three best threats in the format right now super hard to answer and just crushes you in, in, in like record time just such a good um win condition right now and so like Golgari has that as well going for it and the fact that our mana base is so clean and standard like we talked about that like you have fast lands and slow lands and triomes and pain lands like you and these new surveillance well now we're gonna have the new surveillance right your mana bases are like perfect or quote-unquote like, we don't have like shock lands and fetches obviously but like for all intents and purposes this is like a really really strong standard mana base like you guys if you if you're new to magic you don't know the pain of playing with like shadows over our <laughs> shred lands like just some terrible lands some of these standards have had like like i'm trying to think like temple lands and battle lands oh like-
0: yeah i remember in <laughs> standard Back when I was first playing standard, like you had to play Scrylands.
1: Yeah, like had and, and, and they were fine, but they were like, oh man. Well, they were also, I'm going to cut them.
0: <laughs> well, they were also fine because of the old Mulligan rule, where like yeah, true. You you didn't have like old Mulligan rule where you didn't go back to seven. You had to like go straight to six and yep. then to five, or you went to six but you got to Scry a card. Right, those both happened. I think over yeah, Scrylands. the Scrylands. Yeah, so. Because of that, the Skylands were even better to like help keep you in games where you had to mulligan.
1: Right. But if you were playing a tempo deck, they were just back and you had to cut them, you're just like, well, I need my lands to be untapped. Yeah. So then you would get a land like uh the one they play in Amulet Titan. I forgot the name of it. It's like it's from Old the Gate Watch. It's like ETB make any color mana. Crumbling vestige. <laughs> it's like ETB make a make a rainbow. And then I make colors forever. <laughs> I'm playing that. I'm playing that. I need the mana now. <laughs> it's gotta be color. It's like it was oh. terrible, but it just it is what it is. This mana base now, <laughs> you guys are blessed. Yeah, it's really nice. Think- as go ahead.
0: Oh, I was just gonna say what you said earlier about like McDonald's versus Wendy's. <laughs> like the the new lands you have now is McDonald's, and what that land is <laughs> is like you're having the leftover pasta in the fridge.
1: <laughs> it's not even pasta it's like well yeah it could be possible no meat (laughs) just like it's just noodles (laughs) but yeah it's oh man it's so bad so as a result of standard mana bases being so powerful besides domain which is the funniest thing ever the five color deck is like playing the most basic lands like they have like nine basics 26 lands though they're cheating um Although a lot of decks are playing 25 lands. It feels like you have to play 25 lands right now. I hate it. It it sucks. I don't want want this money. If you miss a land drop right now in standard, you're just crushed. But your mana bases are like perfect. So very few decks actually have that many basics. And if you attack them with Field of Ruin, which is what Frank and I wanted to do with Mono Black, just slam Field of Ruins into them. A lot of the times it turned into Wasteland where you're like, hit your Triome. You don't have a basic because you probably drew it already or get your second basic head you with the second triumph on your main land no search, got them you know and when you're trying to resolve a six drop or a seven drop like anissa um that mana really really matters and assassin's trophy being able to hit the same lands field of ruin plus assassin's trophy might actually be like a game plan for gogari to like attack domain on but um not just domain of the other mid-range decks and then just the fact that it hits anything so it's like cool i can hit your Leyline binding i can hit your atrexa i can hit your nissa i can hit your wedding announcement your virtue whatever it's gone and get your basic and this is back before they designed them like besaju it's just a basic land there is no like get a shock land cool redemption price yeah i think that one of the things that i'm also really interested about
0: too is that Right, we just recently in white got what is close to a catch all removal spell, which yeah. is get lost. Yes. It doesn't hit artifacts, but practically hits everything else. Whereas, like, Assassin's Trophy is now going into the green black slot of like it in the standard format is gonna hit everything. Yeah, everything. So, and Assassin's
1: Trophy is a catch all. It's just in Pioneer and Modern, it's not worth it to give them the land. I mean, sometimes they'll play Assassin's Trophy in Rock decks for Tron. But giving them a Forest over a Tron Land is like not the same rate. Right.
0: So that's one of the things that I think is going to be really interesting. And I'm hoping it pushes Golgari over the edge. Because I'm just praying that I'm not going to have to show up to Con Chicago with Domain. Because I feel really unfun playing the deck. And I also... They're just games where like you draw like garbage and you feel like, oh, man, I've got nothing to do. I guess I'm going to play an invasion of Zendikar. Yeah, oh my like God. those, those games where you top deck like that just feel like not playing magic. And then when you are crushing, it just also feels like you're not playing magic because you're like, oh, I had, you know, three board wipes and then Atraxa. Like, yeah.
1: So domain is barely tolerable for me because Archangel of Wrath is so cool. So cool. Invasion of Zendikar is probably the least exciting card ever. I sideboard that out every time. I don't even care if it's good or not in the matchup. I'm just like, I don't want to resolve this card. I'm taking it out. (laughs) It's like divination
0: for that deck. It basically is like, it's ending on your land, so you're drawing closer to your stuff. And then you get to play the big stuff that you're trying to ramp into.
1: Turns on your Topiary Stomper right away. Like, I get why it's good. Just, it's so boring. It's so boring. It's, it's so mid. And, like, when you top deck that late like, game, that's the worst Oh, card. you cry. That's the one where you're we like, You're like, wow. I guess I can thin my lands this turn. <laughs> Getting, like, your eighth and ninth basic land, hoping they don't have a field to ruin. But, like, it doesn't matter because you have 15 lands in play or whatever. Uh, no no Amarclone in the format.
0: <laughs> we got to start to power through because we said this wasn't going to be a long episode. And it's already it's already going
1: that way. It's okay. We're talking about just cards. Cars. We'll, <laughs> we'll end it early, guys. <laughs> the next card... War Leaders Call. This card is really cool. Three mana Boros Enchantment. So red, white, one. Creatures you can get plus one, plus one. So it's an anthem. And whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, this deals one damage to each opponent. Notably, it doesn't target. It's also each opponent. shouts to your Commander players again. And I mean, like it's just Impact Trimmers plus. But you're getting a rebate because you don't have to play like the two mana and the two mana. It's a three mana both combo. Um, I think we've seen enough Boros Convoke, Boros Spread, Go Wide decks already existing, gleeful Demolition, etc. That this card just seemed exciting to me. That's why I wanted to talk about it. Have mercy. That card is honestly really cool. Obviously, it does what it does. I don't think there's anything too notable, but the Boros Convoke players might actually like this. I could even potentially see it getting played in Pioneer. Um,
0: yeah, next one we have on the list is a Crawl Whipcrack. Uh, that is a black and green Creature, Insect Assassin. It has Reach. When Crawl Whip Crack enters the battlefield, destroy target token and opponent controls. It is a 3-2. So there's a 3-2 two for 2.
1: Uh, and has Reach, which is relevant. And yeah, the Reach actually I really liked about the card. But just hitting tokens and having Reach. And also has 3 power. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, like it's this a, guy blocks phenomenally.
0: Yeah, it's really, it. It's going to be really good in the limited format specifically. Mm, and uncommon. I think it. Yeah, and I think it's going to be relegated as, like, a sideboard card for other decks. Oh, for sure. Like, I think specifically, like, and this is, right, we don't really have a green-black deck currently in Pioneer. There was, like, GB Rock for a while. But, like, if you were playing into Boros Convoke and they, like, want their tokens so that they can Field Demolition. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, pop your token. Yeah. That um, that that's kind of backbreaking for that matchup specifically. I don't know a lot of other matchups where like blowing up the token is great, except for duh, fable the mirror breaker, <laughs> just being like, oop, your fable token's gone. Like that sounds pretty good for
1: free is nice.
0: Yeah, for free. But other than that, I don't like think that.
1: Like, do you, can you think of any other tokens in standard that standard, you that, that you're like right I like is like it hits any incubate. So, like, it's good against Chrome Host Seed Shark specifically Um, and Sunfall, obviously. I like it against Nissa where she's like plus making 8 8. That Um, part's good. So, also good in the mirror,
0: but you never really want to top deck this card that late. I
1: agree. I agree. But I'm not sure what the format looks like in like a year. We do have this card for three years in standard, you know? So, maybe they printed this card for a reason. Just so you know, if there's ever a token maker that's really crazy. This guy might be the answer. <laughs> mm, yeah. But who knows? I think the card is just cute. And it's an uncommon. So like Frank said, just phenomenal for limited. Uh, three power reach. Good by itself. Just good. Yeah. Um, the next card I brought up was Rakdos, Patron of Chaos. It's a six mana, six, six. So red, black, and four. Flying, trample. So not quite what, like, uh, Archery of the Dross is doing for four mana. But it doesn't have the drawback. It has, actually has a really good payoff at the beginning of your end step so it triggers the turn you play it target opponent may sacrifice two non-land non-token permanents non-token highly relevant if they don't you draw two cards so i just kind of like this guy it's like the format is so mid-rangey already this kind of kind of seems like a cool top end we already see ractos mid-range being like the best uh, mid-range deck and then we have uh ractos reanimator with um trumpeting carnosaur So, like, this kind of card just seems really good to me. And I think it could actually be a Mirror Breaker as well with those extra cards. So, I think it's something to, uh, worth note. Otherwise, uh, the next card is... Where is this Gleaming Drake? I'm having a hard time finding it. I got you. I know where it is. Gleaming Gear gear Drake. Uh, this card, to me, seems kind of crazy, but maybe I'm tripping because it's not quite what, um... What was that uh, bird they used to play in? Is it Phoenix? It's like a dragon. Sprite dragon. Yeah. It's not quite Sprite dragon, but for uh, blue-red, two mana. Ooh. Apologies, I, to, I thought I had to sneeze for a second. Anyways, uh, it's a 1-1 with flying, and it says, when it enters the battlefield, you investigate. So it comes with a clue, and it's an artifact creature. Whenever you sacrifice an artifact, you get a 1-1 counter on this guy. I think we talked about the artifacting a little bit too much already, but this guy seems really exciting to me. I think that there's some potential play there, and then we're going to have Bloods to Sacrifice, Treasures to Sacrifice, and Clues to Sacrifice in this standard, so we'll see. Um, the next card, if you have it pulled up. Yeah,
0: I got it. Next card is Demand Answers. It is 1 in red, instant as an additional cost to the spell, sacrifice an artifact, or discard a card. Draw 2 cards. I mean... This feels great. I mean, it kind of feels not like Deadly Dispute, Mm -hmm. but pretty close to Deadly Dispute. And at least what's probably going to be Standard's version of it. Because again, sacrificing artifacts in some decks is just going to be like, as you mentioned, really strong. I
1: believe we already have Fanatical Offering, which is the closest comparison. But this one lets you discard. And the other one is Sacrifice a Creature or Artifact. So the black version is better because you get a map or something with it you do get a map but uh, i like this one because it's one it's discard two it's sacrifice artifact which we talked about mattering in red so if your deck can't splash the black then you have the option in red now not as good but if you're playing rakdos i think it's still going to be fanatical offering just because you also get the rebate with the map but uh and they're both instants but uh that one has to sacrifice an artifact or a creature this one allows you to discard that's the only reason why i brought it up but it it seems like an interesting card um the next one was convenient target this one's not super exciting but i just figured i'd bring it up because it seems playable it's kind of like a hammer hand if you've ever played with that card back in the day like theros mono red but um it's a one drop red enchantment aura the enchanted creature uh is uh Suspected, which means it has menace and it can't block, and it gets plus one plus one. So giving the guy menace is also is, is just like already really nice, and then you get the power bonus, so that's really cool. I think the red decks might like that. The really nice thing about the card is that it has red and two. Return it from the graveyard to your hand. So you only need really to really play like one or two copies of this card, like flesh out your red aggro plan. It could even just be a sideboard card to like help you get through blockers with the menace. But the fact that it has like the graveyard recursion that sometimes ends up mattering when you had like um boggles decks you used to play like Griff Spoon where you could like pay four mana to get out of the graveyard and that would just like win you games sometimes. That one extra damage sometimes is what really ends up mattering, and it is a non creature spell for the Monastery Swiss Spear as well, so it will trigger the prowess, yeah. And
0: then the last card we have on this list is um Arata Deadly Fugitive. This is one blue black legendary creature, vampire assassin. With Death Touch, based on creatures you control, have uh, pay two blue-black. Turn this creature face up. If you can't exile it, then you may cast the exiled card without paying its mana cost. Whenever an assassin you control deals combat damage to an opponent, cloak the top card of that player's library. This is a 1-4. Um, I think this card is going to be crazy for any type of assassin synergies that like you're going to want to have for commander. I think that also this card's really, like, if you want assassins and commander, this is your card. It's also going to be nuts in limited because there's plenty of assassins in this set. And on top of it, like you being able to cloak your opponent's deck, which I assume is bring one of their cards face Yeah, cloaking
1: is manifesting your opponent's cards. Yeah, so then your guys are a mysterious creature or whatever, so they're two mana, two, two ward.
0: Yeah, two mana two twos with ward two. Yes, ward two. Um, sorry, <laughs> and then on. Um, so you're then getting to like play their cards too.
1: The crazy thing is that, um, and you're
0: gonna have face down cards in your own deck probably as well in limited anyway.
1: Yeah, um, that, that's that's fine. I really like the fact that um, the spells matter because before when you manifested in Fate Reforged, um, you couldn't flip over certain cards. They just weren't creatures, so you were punished. This one is like, oh, if it's a spell, you can cast their spell. And like if you manifest something crazy or cloak something crazy, now you can cast their own spell against them. That's gonna really matter if this card ends up being reasonable. It's also like in that mana cost of like what Night Spectre was or um I forgot the name of it, but blue black and one, two, two flying, you hit them and you get to take cards off the top of their deck. Kind of like the um kind of like what that blue black spell is now with flashback. But I forgot the name of the creature. Siphon Insight? Siphon Insight, yes. It's so the like a spell? There's a creature that does that in Guilds of Ravnica. I forgot the name of it, but maybe Ty can put it up if, he, if, he, if he's uh, listening. Anyways, just stealing the cards off the top of the deck really matters. This is a 1-4 with Death Touch. They don't want to block it. It has a lot of toughness. It's hard to kill. Unless you have a cut down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, what I like about it is that it's cool with uh, Massacre Girl she's an assassin like i talked about earlier and i looked up all the assassins currently legal in the format that aren't in Carlov manor and the only one that stuck out to me was uh Aven heart heart stabber it's a blue black two drop one one flying bird assassin as long as there are five or more mana values among cards in your graveyard it gets plus two plus two in death touch so three three power bird for like some caveat interesting two mana um be right. And then if it dies, when Heart Stabber dies, you mill two cards and draw a card. So it already has like a payoff for dying. It trades with um, Deep Cavern Bat, which is kind of nice. And it's also just like a flying one power to trigger your assassin. You can like turn three Atrada, instantly get the cloak. Or maybe you hit Gix and it's got synergy with Gix for the same reason. So maybe like Demir midrange kind of has like some. Assassin game plan where they play Urty and the Esper deck doesn't. Maybe now the Demir mid range decks like oh we play Etrada, and we play assassins and they don't. So I think it's kind of interesting. Um, that's that's why I wanted to bring that card up. Otherwise, uh, we're getting pretty close to wrapping up. I had a really big brew session where I was like brewing the crap out of um, our what's his name, my boy. Crime novelist, crime novelist but i just don't think we have enough time to go into it so i'll just give like a brief rundown i think the card is crazy um if you play commander dockside extortionist i think i've said enough <laughs> um but anyways for standard i just think it's interesting because we could see like a racto sacrifice, sacrifice the deck again like we, we saw, we saw before where like, like experimental synthesizer was really good only colt anvil was really good we have voltaic surge we have got Mistress Research Desk. There's just so many good artifact sacrifice triggers that are like, oh, and you get a red mana now. It's like, okay, like, like wait, wait a, a second. second. Urpress Forge, even, even, like, if you like, want to, like, like... Like, let's say you, you have, have to, to kill a guy. guy your Forge triggers, triggers, you hit them hit with the Forge guy. Back, you sack it. it. It's, it's an artifact, back, I'm pretty sure. Right? Urbress Forge? Yes. So, so then, then you, you make, make the, the mana, mana, and do whatever you want um play with fire anything Instant speed and and that's just just like like one thing and you can have a risk forge just in your artifact deck too so like there are certain cards like um, um a yara it's like sacrifice an artifact drain and gain for the mana value cool well now i have like the finisher i don't need the forge trigger anymore i'm just gonna uh you know finish you off we've got um interesting game plan too now with there's like seven one-drop goblins, and they, and they all synergize, synergize with artifact or sacrifice. Cacophony scamp. I think the list is like Cacophony Scamp. Um, you can play the squee, and now you have all these extra goblins to put one-one counters on with the cranko, sacking artifacts, getting you the mana. Um, there's also churning reservoir, if you remember my limited deck from that one RCQ. Yes. You're just like making one one goblins with the oil. Coffin Scamp also wants the oil Ecky Scrap uh Chomper. Demolition. Gleeful Demolition. Demolition. Exactly. exactly. Like I, I think that it's either gonna be like a goblins, goblins deck or like an artifact deck, but this card is so just speaking to me. I'm freaking out over it. I'm I can't wait to be wrong, but like the card is just crazy. Like and you could even do like some is it stuff, like we talked about the Careful Drake um there's Zoetic glyph ginger brute stuff kind of going on already in the format i mean the no amount of times, times I've, lost I've lost to a soetic, soetic glyph on a ginger, ginger in arena shameful but go like, for the <laughs> troll doesn't kill it so like, <laughs> like what am i supposed to do but, um, down. i, I get, get it. it cut down <laughs> yeah
0: and i i've already wanted to like it was funny because yeah right but you already like wrote this list for like Black Red Burn with what's new. Yeah. And I already wanted to try and cook up Black Red Burn now. Yeah. In, in Standard. Right, because, exactly. Because most of the cards when I played that modern deck like a while ago. Yeah, that you were, I you were three one th- That I 3-1'd yes. here. Yeah. Like when I was new and, knew, and no one knew me. And it was like,
1: oh, like I just came in 3 one with my $90 deck. One of the first times I met Frank, he played against me with Blood Burn. The saffron Front Olive deck. And I and showed up to Grognards with uh grixis death shadow <laughs> and i was like this guy sucks
0: <laughs> i was like what's going on here? well and i was new i didn't uh, yeah. like i like i was new to modern well, i didn't know you never were, so I was like what is this deck i had never played it and like it was what i could build for like 90 dollars. here's the thing
1: i almost died because he uh, it's death shadow burn kills you and he's playing blood burn Voldaren Epicure, Blood Tithe Harvester, Shrapnel Blast, uh, Sanguine Statuette, Those Galvanic Blast. Crazy. Yeah. Like, and so—and they're all standard legal right all now. All standard legal. And
0: so I wanted to do like like Voldaren Epicure, blood. A Vampire's Kiss, which is mm-hmm. like drain to, make gain a blood. to, make a blood, right. which is another artifact. And then, you know, like... And then you on, on, on
1: to blood. offering and you get
0: yep. mana and... Cards, yeah. yeah, Oni Cult Anvil, and then like you slam like Urbrass scorch on turn three after you've already been doing the burn thing, and you can still play play with fire in that deck, and maybe Kumano faces Kakazan just to like get bigger dudes. Like I'm like I I feel like you could almost do Black Red Burn
1: right now. It's right, close. And, and and with this guy, the Oni Cult Anvil feels way less bad. You're like sack, get a mana to instantly make my synthesizer. Let me play the card I got. Oh, I'll play it into a synthesizer. Right. And then you're sacrificing like the tokens to all of a sudden it's like rare mana. Like, like oh, I didn't hit my third land drop. Play the Urb Rest Forge anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just I, I, I think it's crazy and I think that it's already close now. So we might see Rakdos Burn being a real deck soon.
1: I think that artifacts, no matter what, no matter what the format looks like, whether or not the card I think is good is not. If Crime Novelist is good and I'm right, I'm, I'm happy. But no matter what, I think that just the, the format with Carlov matter is going to be super Artifacts matter. Like, we've already been seeing Azorius Artifacts. Now you can do the same thing in, like, is it? Now you can do the same thing in Mono Blue. Now you can do the same thing in Rakdos or Grixis or Mono Red or Goblins. So, like, there's just so many ways to go ham with the Artifacts. Sal must be so excited. <laughs> As an Infinity player, being yeah. like... There are artifacts in every format. Yeah. Just, we just need Lotus Petal. <laughs> but it's like, um, honestly, though, like I really just think of it like there's there's only so many upgrades you can put in your deck. So like this artifacts matter kind of stuff is kind of cool. Maybe it puts like a card like Brotherhood End back into these decks, you know, and they're like, oh, we have to play this or we die. You know, Domain's like, yeah. have to play this card now. Right so we'll see i just think the car, the decks this kind of archetype seems really interesting to me i'm definitely going to be brewing some stuff up but i mean i i wrote some crazy notes i was i was going ham i was hard really i hard. was so excited we had more to talk about but it was mostly just about the standard metagame and what it currently looks like i don't think that really matters too much because one it's different than it was two days ago two it's going to be different in two days three carlo is coming out and i think if there are not new archetypes the current ones are going to be adapting and and getting upgrades and getting upgrades or lateral moves or whatever it's just going to be so different uh the next episode is going to be us talking about pre-release so we won't be able to give you the standard rundown but if you want the standard rundown we will be in the discord join the discord it's free we're going to be prepping standard we are a month away from the Magicon, and we got to be ready. Closer than I thought. In Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we got to be ready for that. So follow us, give us a sub, follow us on Twitter or whatever. I'll be yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you have questions, let us know. I'm always in the Discord. Try to stay active if I'm awake. Yeah, you know the drill. Um, I,
0: I would just say, like, just a kind of top-off standard is that, like, top five decks, as we talked about as of right now, we know it's going to change, but top five decks being Domain, Ractos Midrange, Red Deck Wins, Esper Midrange, and, you know, Bant Poison is in there mainly because, in my opinion, as a counter to Domain. The deck is really relevant. It can have some really, like, it can you know, beat the
1: mid-range decks, but it's yeah. rough. Yeah, It, can it beat the crushes mid-range.
0: domain. It can beat the mid-range decks, but it is really rough. And it kind of feels like what Boggles feels like, mm-hmm. where like sometimes you just draw a couple hands that do nothing, and yeah. you mulligan aggressively to try and get your I'm going to win the game really yeah. fast, and you don't
1: get there, and you just lose. I think one thing that Poison has going for it is that unlike Boggles, they're very good against Atrexa. Or not Atrexa, Liliana. And Liliana crushes Boggles back in the day. Liliana is terrible against this deck. And I think people are really leaning into Liliana to help them because she's so good in this format, especially so against Domain. Yeah. So we're, like, Frank and I are, like, literally, like, li- like leaning on her. Like, Liliana, please, please, please help us. save us, us from and Domain. If, if you have four in your deck like we do right now. Bat Poison preys on that. They don't care. Like, Sack the Crawling, Chorus, whatever. Um, cool. Discard cards. I don't have any proliferate whatever you're dead and once they get going they can crush you really fast and on no board state they can just go charge the mites and all of a sudden you're dead their counter spell is disgusting like we wanted mana League, right they already had it so yeah <laughs> it's it's a it's it's a scary deck but just loses to cut down <laughs> right right so cut down plus bat plus like Uh, another removal spell (laughs) yeah
0: it it, it loses pretty hard to removal beyond that you will see demir midrange Zorius soldiers rectus reanimator which is like close to the rectus midrange list but is like leaning more towards like breach the multiverse cruelty of gix as well yeah well that's also in the like aggro plan deck too yeah true it's like they're both there they're just reading ahead (laughs) yeah um gogari midrange Zorius midrange is like still in there um and then like some fringe decks that like are still possible like you may see them but like
1: like be aware but you don't have to sideboard for them
0: agree and that's white poison four color legends azorius artifacts azorius artifacts for sure that that can get scary if like you aren't ready for it Esper legends and then boros aggro yeah um I mean, All decks that like you should be aware of, but not like anything to write home about. Like you're not sideboarding for them. Most of like most of the decks, if you're playing within like the top five, six, seven, have like a good enough game plan against these decks
1: anyway. right. And your sideboard might already have cards that are good against them, which is why you should be making a sideboard guide. Sideboard we have like guide. this top X number of lists. Join the Patreon. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thanks for watching, guys. We really appreciate it. We got to do some shout-outs. Shout outs to MTG Chicago, <laughs> oh. our boy Sal. Yeah, watching.
0: Yeah, uh, Sal has uh, allowed us to use some of his cameras. So in the future, when we have a couple new episodes coming out, they'll be with some of Sal's equipment to help and uh, buff up our video game, which we're pretty excited about. In addition, you can see specifically my gameplay and a little bit of Stan. Frank and And I
1: have a really funny match coming up this week. We do. It's awesome.
0: (laughs) And I've been like here at the store a lot more than like I was a month or two ago. And so like my content will be on there again. So you can go ahead and check out on our socials because I'll be sure to share like my gameplay when it's not terrible. Oh, gosh, I smacked the microphone so hard. I'm so sorry. Todd's going to have to really work on that. Um, But yeah. You'll get to see some of my gameplay there, which will be sweet.
1: Yeah, and we're going to get get you guys the EDH gameplay. Shout out to Sal for hooking us up with the cameras to make it work. I'm setting up the mount as we speak, getting it built, and then we'll get some Commander gameplay. We'll try to have it spliced in podcast week episode and then the week after Commander episode just so you guys have like more content on the channel four videos a month at least and then we'll go from there if the commander videos pop off people enjoy them we'll try to do it more often It just depends on what our free time looks like but um i mean frank and i really enjoy commander and we really enjoy playing with our homies so we're just trying to try to invite as many people that want to be on camera as possible um shout outs to our artist for making this a great play, mat. Sweet play mat. To show you. if Thank you guys you, are man. seeing it i hope if not um Thank we'll you, Lindsay. Definitely have it posted in the Discord. Very, very cute artwork, and I look good. I look good in it. <laughs> as a fugitive, as a convict. Yeah, I said a bounty. <laughs> uh,
0: shout out to Borsack Gaming for allowing us to uh, record here in the store. Uh, really appreciate that. Also, uh, if you want to be getting some Remnica Remaster, which we talk about, is super fun. Go ahead and over here support your local game store. As a player to Manor yes that too we will um, ship to you i promise <laughs> we shall also shout out to todd who does a lot of the sweet visuals that we talked about for our episodes we uh appreciate you too
1: yeah I, I had a segment and we had more time where i was gonna like rapid fire cards see if we could keep up with them you're lucky <laughs> we didn't have time yeah but um <laughs> excuse me uh, also, also shout so- out to nancy steroids for the intro and outro music i actually really like the music nancy steroids drops i always end up listening to k-pop when i'm streaming but when frank's streaming you can listen to his music and it's it's actually really cool it's uh what is it lofi
0: yes <laughs> it's lofi and he <laughs> it, he does a lot of uh makes beats specifically for a lot of rappers and yeah. he's had some new releases with some
1: different rappers recently so go ahead and check him out cool. on spotify Uh, Did we miss anybody? Otherwise, that's it. Shout out to the patrons and viewers like you.
0: Thanks for watching, guys. Uh, Tune in next time for our pre-release episode for Murders of Carlisle Manor. Thank you so much for being here. Catch you next time.